Cool. So, episode 63, because we recorded episode 64, which yeah. was meant to be out Wednesday, but I'll probably, since this will be out Monday, I hate when I do this to myself, <laughs> right? Like, I make an episode in advance, and then another one comes along, and this is meant, we were meant to have a guest on uh, today, but uh, due to like the time of year and like people getting ill and, and shit like that, it's just had to be rescheduled, but considering that episode's meant to be out before the one that was already recorded yeah we kind of have to do one and have it out beforehand so i'll probably considering the one that we recorded was a lot to do with uh scotland's future and the the, the trusted <laughs> orbit it might be a bit dated you know but you know it's crazy so much has changed since we recorded that <laughs> so much has changed like yeah. everything's changed <laughs> it's not gonna make much sense by the time that it comes out on no. friday because trust is gonna be gone yeah <laughs> like, there's probably going to be an election in december um, <laughs> anyway uh to be continued on that one so that'll be out friday um, looking forward to see the, the comment section <laughs> or maybe just maybe give it a miss altogether who knows but yeah, uh, that one's going to go far and wide as well because it's going to be shared on a slightly different platform yeah so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to attract some attention maybe not all uh, wanted because like, we're having the, the silent clansman on next month right yeah and I've seen a picture of him on like another like yes page I think it's like all under one banner have you ever heard of that page and yeah. it's him at like one of these events standing there and I'm telling you like <laughs> some of the abuse of that comment section it's heavy like it's so that, wild we're gonna be involved in it's that. wild <laughs> it's wild have you, have you heard of the silent clownsman mm -mm. so basically the unionists like mock him and they get someone to go up dressed as him him but in a unionist version no, no literally just as him and they call him the silent clownsman and stands in front of the clansman it's the most fucking weird thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life eh? <laughs> it's honestly it's fucked up um, no man yeah so it was like a little it was like a little like five foot odd lady small dumpy lady who was just dressed she had the same hat as him. She had the same kilt on the as him and everything. And shit like that, but yeah. it said no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on her sign. She called herself the silent clownsman. And yeah. I just thought, right, that's that's fucking pretty good. Did I'll you, give you that. Did you happen to <laughs> see uh, Question Time? Uh, the Dougie, Dougie Ross getting asked whether he thought Trust could win the next election? Uh, I, I've seen snippets. I didn't see the whole thing. Like, mm -hmm. um, I'm... I, <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit I do a lot of my politics through TikTok these days. <laughs> um, but it, it's good for like, if you don't want to, if you ain't got time to sit through an the hour filler, yeah. debate, it'll just cut up the good shit for you. Mm. Like, but it's also like next minute you're on to like fucking top, top 10, like fucking midget backflips or something <laughs> you know? Not the, like the, the, the algorithm on the internet is undefeated like it was like, like i remember someone t like saying to me they were like oh uh, so I, I would start off with like genius solves math puzzle and then it would be like genius goes um goes into how social life isn't great and then it would end up with genius gets battered on the street you know what i mean like it's like it's went from me trying to solve a math yeah. problem to watching this dude get battered <laughs> The toxicity of the internet is it's like, it's like, is there not like a, is there not like a word um, for when there's an argument happening on the internet and it's first person to mention Nazi or, Nazis or the Hitler? Yeah. Uh, it's fucking, it's, it's like, and an argument always boils down to somebody mentioning this somewhere. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. So we've got PJ coming on and um, the Klansman. Um, we've got a reschedule for tonight's one. Yeah. 
we're ho- do you know what we're, we'll have to we've had uh we talked to them about both uh we talked to both of them about this but when we had doug on at the start of the year and we had bradley on a few months ago as well we were going to do an episode of yeah. like they're because obviously they're they're not in the same kind of thing but they're in like professional wrestling is totally different to like freestyle wrestling of course right and obviously mm-hmm. like the whole thing that goes into it but those guys are like really good friends and like they yeah. both help each other in oh, what they're doing yeah. like even seeing some of their training together just like how athletic both of them are like they mm-hmm. might like especially um like when i see bradley like doing like these flips and like you know but it's not it's not needed it's more for like the show because obviously yeah. in professional wrestling but even that's like like jesus man like that, yeah, that's yeah, seriously like, I, impressive I, I, I don't fucking do that shit yeah. like, <laughs> like so we'll get them on um hopefully i'm gonna reach out to to lockhead and and angus robertson and we'll see uh having uh interviewed in some way a, a member of parliament this year i, I realized that uh it's not always straightforward um, no, in, in terms of agreements and all that kind of stuff but we'll see um hopefully uh i mentioned to you we're maybe going to try and get fraser wilkinson on yeah um, that would be awesome because um there's a scottish title well two scottish yeah, title fights smart is in the final of is it the iron man tournament so he won a semi-final and the guy he's fighting won a semi-final he's the main event at elgin town hall uh, Fraser's the co-main event and he's fighting for a Scottish title as yeah. well I don't know if that's vacant or if it's the champion that's coming I would imagine it'd be vacant because he's like on the left hand side so usually they have the champion on the left hand side of the poster yeah. and the right hand side is the challenger so I take it it must be a vacant title but we had Smarty on a few months ago and he um, talked about the possibility that he could be fighting for a Scottish title fight uh, in Elgin and it turns out we've got two so yeah. I would imagine that's <laughs> going to be Pretty hostile for the people that are coming up the yeah. road to fight those two guys. <laughs> Elgin Town Hall um, is not the most spacious of places. I've, I've been to um, Aiden's fights and that where we've actually sent a crowd. There's never been anything up here, but mm-hmm. like, we've, and by fuck, like Elgin and, and like surrounding areas can get loud, <laughs> proper loud. I think you appreciate it more, right? Yeah, because yeah, definitely, like places like Glasgow and, and big cities and stuff like that, like they've got so many people doing so many things. Whereas up here, it's like quite a rarity that you see someone like competing at like a really high professional level and whatever they're doing um so i would imagine that and obviously because everyone knows each other you know what i mean probably also a factor (laughs) into it but um yeah so we've got a few things that we want to talk about we're going to talk about the world cup uh but we'll leave that till towards the end we're almost like uh five minutes into this so we'll go for like an hour 15 because it's it will be actually an hour 10 because we let it record a little bit and then just gradually go into it but i want to talk about some absolute crazy stuff that's going on at the moment well some that has happened that is not necessarily to do um over this side of the pond and some stuff that's also crazy that is going on this side of the pond that's not liz trust for a change (laughs) we've already (laughs) kind of went went there um so the first thing that I want to talk about, and we, I was kind of mentioning this to you before uh, we came on and that. So you haven't really heard of what's been going on with Alex Jones. <coughs> like, I know who Alex Jones is and I know yeah. what he's all about. And I don't really necessarily agree with the guy. I think he's a fucking a far right fucking maniac. Yeah. I also um, think he's mentally ill. I'm not trying to and excuse. Do you know what? Like I, I got into Alex Jones years ago. Like years and years ago, when he was only on YouTube and you didn't have like Infowars and shit like that. Yeah. And initially, he got like a lot of people speaking because it was like, oh, 
guy's maybe got some inside information mm-hmm. or that. But the more you listen to it, the more you realize he's just kind of preaching from his own fucking book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of the shit is really far-fetched. Um, did you ever watch the one where Rogan... Well, Rogan's had him on a few times, mm-hmm. but, like, have you watched, like, the first ones compared to, like, the recent ones? It's, yeah, It's yeah. totally different interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, seems like he's kind of went more and more deranged, right? Yeah. Like, um Funny enough, like, speaking of Rogan, they talk about how he was actually one of the first ones to kind of call out the whole Iraq war stuff and that. Mm-hmm. Like, he was really anti-George Bush, uh, which is quite like, I guess you would say, a left-wing stance to have, yeah. in a way. So it's weird how it's totally, like, 180'd, and now he's, like, a proper... Uh, well, he was a Trump voter until he heard that Trump got the booster, and then he turned on him. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, But he was involved in... He snuck into the Bohemian Grove thing. Did you ever hear about that? Where all the billionaires got together and sacrificed, well, not sacrificed, but there was a big wooden effigy of an owl god and they would all dress up no. and they would set it on fire. The and he, fuck? So he snuck into this and like videoed it and like one of the, the like American politicians was there or something and he interviewed him about it. This is like early 2000s. So this is like before the YouTube age and like everything you do and everyone's got so what a podcast the fuck is, this? is this like the fucking what is it stone cutters or whatever the fucking call them? well all like stonemasons uh, stonemasons i suppose it's like a secret group right and there was like rumors that they would go into this forest and like they would all like dress up um and like burn an effigy of like an owl god and no one believed it but alex jones like somehow managed to like sneak into this place and like video them actually like having this ceremony so I think it was like a governor or something was there and he was interviewing him and he didn't know that he had known and uh, <laughs> Alex see if, see, uh, sorry but like see if you're fucking going out and dressing up in, in the middle of the fucking woods and burning and shit and thinking this is fucking normal like, do you not realise there's real fucking problems in this world and you are just like backdated to fuck like what what the fuck is this going out to the woods I don't I... <laughs> anyway, but, uh, um, but so like he... what the fuck's that all about hmm there is, but they like. Do you know is, what it reminds me of? Sorry, have you ever seen the Simpsons episode where they're in like the fucking stone cutters or something like that? Mm-hmm. And Homer's got like this certain tattoo. That's what it yeah, reminds yeah. me of. Like it's like a cult, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, well, it's not like a cult. It is a cult. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he was interviewing this governor, right? Um, and he was talking about like just normal things, and then he springs it on him and was like, "Well, ah, well, I and, uh, went into Bohemian Grove and saw you like," and he shows him the video and stuff like that. Like, I don't know how because like it's two thousand and three or something. Like, it's not like you have like an iPhone to, like pick up words, <laughs> but like the guy, you kind of see the guy like absolutely shit himself. Like, wait, how the fuck did you get a hold of that? And he's like, because he's like, I snuck in and seen you burn, and and then like the guy gets all like really defensive. Like, I don't appreciate you sneaking on a property that you weren't supposed to be on. Like, not avoiding the big question. And I was like, dude, why are you dressing up with a bunch of other billionaires and going s- sacrificing a wooden owl every fucking year? <laughs> why is that happening? So anyway, right, he has definitely... I think when it comes to conspiracy theorists in general, because like there is some like big name ones, there's like him and probably David Icke are like the, the two biggest David Icke's ones. like kind of... He's a bit more old school though. He mm. doesn't go fucking. He was bald. a BBC journalist at one point, I believe. Yeah, David Icke, yeah. and and a well-respected journalist getting like columns and papers and stuff mm. like that. But he doesn't go as balls deep as this fucking no, Alex Jones no, does. But they, they, I, both, I think they both have the same thing of they might have got something right 
and I've just became addicted to that euphoria of like, I exposed that, so now everything's a conspiracy. And if you've looked at this trial, right, there's a, there's a, so he was in court in America, right, for this. And, um, and it's not funny, right, because on like Joe Rogan and stuff like that, when they get him raging and like going absolutely mental, and, like I find that funny, but not because of the stuff that they're talking about, just because he's like, re- like, have you ever seen the, like the animated version of it? When he has that yeah. feud with Eddie Bravo about late term, yeah, I'll show you after the like we we can't play it for copyright reasons, but I'll show you after. Um, but I I find that stuff funny, but like it's this case having kept up with it recently that like makes me think, fuck, like this dude is an extremist, you know, and oh, this is like really affecting like people's lives and that. So it's obviously to do with the Sandy Hook uh, school shooting that happened in um, 2012, mm. and he claimed that it was a government hoax and that the parents of the children had uh, had faked their own kids' deaths and their kids didn't exist and, and all this type of wild shit, right? And obviously has been disproven and then he ended up having to come out and say, oh, he was trying to say that it was staged so it could set up tougher gun controls in America or something like that. Yeah. Because he's like obviously like a massive like Second Amendment or, or bust, you know, like... Retard. Yeah, like, uh, so... He was in court, and let's just say the prosecutor absolutely pulled his pants down. Um, it didn't. He didn't help himself with the fact that his defense lawyer accidentally emailed all the stuff that he'd been hiding from years to the prosecutor, like like facts and emails and information that like um, incriminated him on stuff that he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> emailed it to the guy that's prosecuting him. Like you can't write that shit. Um, so. This guy was showing him all this stuff, right? And it was like clips and uh, emails and stuff. Uh, and Alex Jones's response was, "Well, I'd have to see the full thing." I was like, "Oh, now you want to see like you want to hear the whole story?" You know what I mean? Like yeah. the guy that like any sound bite you'll take and be like, you know, look at this. So he has been ordered to pay over a billion dollars <laughs> to the families of the the children that he claimed that the children that died that day, and he claimed was like you know government. Uh, what do they call it? plants? Uh, now, <laughs> a billion dollars. A billion dollars, mate. Uh, like if you, there was one of the the dads, right? Like you're a you're a dad, right? So you you won't obviously relate to this situation because like it's never happened to you, but like, you will empathise as like a father here of what kind of shit this must have. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Like. So like this guy had to move away like thousands of miles from his home because the people that were watching Al- Alex Jones was harassing him personally. And, like, Alex Jones is, like, obviously he's a massive following, right? Even though he's not on mainstream platforms anymore. Like, there's tons of people that buy into his stuff on uh, Infowars or, or whatever it is now. Yeah. Um. So, like, there was all of his follow- like followers coming up to, like, this guy in his home and talking about, why did you kill your kid? Or why did you, like, fake... Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mad, like, imagine having to go through <laughs> shit like that after actually losing, like, your son or your daughter or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And this has went on for a decade. This is not, like... It's fucking wild. So when these um, fines were getting read out, uh, Alex Jones is reacting live to it on Infowars because I've seen the news clip earlier today. And, like, it's reading out uh, $120 million, $80 million, like, all these different um, cases that have been brought forward. And he's, like, laughing at it and, like, encouraging it. He's like, I want to get to a billion and like making it like a like this circus and he's talking about I've never mentioned any of these people, I've never mentioned their names. But like the um, like the absolute absurdity of it is just unright. There's a part in the trial where the prosecutor's like, 
we do we've looked at infowars recently and you've made a video saying that the judge in this trial of your trial is linked to a pedophile ring like and, and they bring it up on his site and he's like well you know i, I never said it that was like yeah but it's your website you're like the old, like, and the judge is like right next to him as well. Do you know what I mean? Awkward as fuck. But it's yeah, like, sorry of accusing you of being a part of an international pedophile ring. Can you forgive me? But like, it's just the absolute madness of it. And it's almost like, I think we're seeing from like a lot of like right wing media personalities of this, this not being able to tell the difference between reality and uh, satire, I guess. Not satire, but, like, stuff that isn't real. Yeah. Like, not just with him. Like, there's other ones that have, like, rose to prominence over the years, uh, like Stephen Crowder and, uh, you know, the guy that was on TikTok earlier this year that um, has been banned from everything now. Uh, <laughs> the guy oh, with the shades. Yeah, yeah. No, no, your guy you're on about. Um yeah, but like even like stuff like that. I remember hearing about that guy a few years ago before he got big. Like he doorstepped a journalist that was like speaking shit about Tommy Robinson. Do you know what I mean? Like and like was banging at his door. He's like a professional kickboxer of that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's madness. But like it's just like people just see these people on the internet. And it's like oh that's funny. And like you know I've done it as well. Like like we're talking about the Rogan episodes where like oh like he's getting mad and everything. And I find it funny, but. Like, People are getting like harassed and threatened and shit like that over stuff that just isn't real. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like stuff that like leads to like death threats and who knows, maybe fucking people, you know, you know what America's like for instance, everyone's got like, a fucking yeah. gun, you know. Um, so I guess like, you know, I just wanted to kind of go over like how dangerous this type of shit is, like the movements that it fake creates. News, fake news movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fucking is though. So it's just like a machine. It's a proper... This this twenty years ago was the fucking news of the world, mm. you know. It's just we've moved with the times. We're on the internet now. You can give look at us. Put a microphone in front of people, and you can say what the fuck you want. Mm. You can get it out there. It's not hard. Yeah, it's like kind of like what we're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're not like going no, no, like God, no. calling everything because fuck. like I think also <laughs> detracts from like actual manipulation that goes on at like governments and stuff like that. I think they actually, I think it's a sense of they. Uh, encourage this type of shit in a way even though like they're not on YouTube or Facebook and all the mainstream stuff mm -hmm. he's still able to get stuff out there and I yeah. think that can almost be encouraged because people that believe that and then there's people that are going to know that it's like what the fuck are you doing like mm -hmm. come on like have a word with yourself give your head a wobble but that takes away from like real life stuff that's happening like of manipulation in the government and people getting fucked over and that because when people are believing that stuff, it distracts from like the actual shit that's going on. Do you know what I mean? It's the same yeah. like, the same like. I know we can mention this every episode, like uh, R.I.P. to our COVID warning on Spotify again. Yeah. But uh, when we go on like about the pandemic, I think there's legit questions to be asked about how certain elements of that were handled. Fuck yeah! But when it comes to people going on about like stuff like the World Economic Forum and and stuff like that, and how this is all like a ploy, like all the governments have came together, and it's like, come on. Have a word with yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's just that it's that it's next, like, and I think because of people don't understand. Well, humans react badly when they don't understand something, especially oh God, in yeah, that case, yeah. that they need to find a reason to explain it to themselves. But I think that like these, because these people have massive followings. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they're not just like oh, just a group of people. It's like thousands upon thousands of people oh, that like of take this as gospel. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so like. Yeah, he's ordered, he's ordered to pay a billion dollars. And like I said, there was that whole kind of 
really weird reaction that he put on with Infowars where he's like, you know, I want to be a hundred billion dollar man and he's like celebrating as they're being read out and I was like, like this dude, he's like, he's mentally ill, do you know what I mean? Like I think he has to be to like even, do you know what I mean? Like like we've said, it's derangement in it <laughs> yeah. and it's it, like it's almost, it's almost funny in a way but it's not, do you know what I mean? It's fucking, it's brutal. It's, um, it's, it's disgusting behaviour but it's like, Disgusting behavior that a lot of people can get on board with. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fucking weird. Uh. Yeah, I mean that's it's just the it's the twenty twenties for you, really. I mean, obviously, I think it started to kind of show itself probably like early twenty tens, and it's just kind of went on from the there. Thing is you've got like this twenty twenties. You've got like this basically this fucking woke culture with with fucking snowflakes who take offense to everything and. So many, like, I'm not getting into a fucking gender argument on this podcast because I have not a clue about it. I, mm. I, I, I won't speak on something I don't, I don't have a clue about, so why the fuck should I get into it? But, and then you've also got, like, what we're speaking about now, like, you've got these extreme views and then it's, like, a massive clash of the two. Mm. It's, like, it's only going to end one way and it's not a fucking good way, like. Yeah, and it just, it's, it's, it's a culture war that we're in, really, isn't it? Like, there's definitely extremes on both sides. Mm-hmm. And- if you're anywhere like in the center of it, like trying to like find a middle ground, the both of me, you know. Yes, though it's it's not like twenty, thirty years ago where you needed. I've I've said this before in here. You needed like an uh, uh, education behind you. You needed to be known in the public eye and things like that. Get yourself a fucking microphone. Get yourself a webcam and start speaking and. If you if you got if you hit the right notes with the right kind of fucking people and get the right kind of audience, you're gonna be you're gonna be famous and big before you know it. For doesn't matter if you're speaking the truth or not, mm. you know. Which it, you know, just taking that last point out, it can be a good thing and a bad thing being because if you'd asked us when we were young whether it would be possible to set up something like this, like your own kind of radio, or I mean, obviously it's like podcasting now, but like. You'd be like, no fucking chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You always just associated any kind of media with like big corporations like Sky, the BBC, yeah. ITV, and all all that kind of stuff. Obviously, in America, it's more like CNN and and Fox, which are like it's weird because I know like every news channel has its political bias, mm-hmm. but it's never so obvious than it is in America. What, what kind of what kind of news places are you going for your news? Yeah, exactly. So like, I'm I'm probably going to the independent. Mm-hmm. Um, for Scottish stuff, I'm going to the national. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate, but um, yeah, it's very biased. But it's it it doesn't. I'm not saying this in a bad way. It doesn't really give a shit about the rest of the UK. It looks at like what's important to Scotland, and mm. to me, that's what's important to me. I suppose so. we all kind of have our own political biases in our our own way, right? So yeah. like, no one can be like, "Oh, you're biased," because like people hold all their own biases. I think it's like almost human nature to do that. Like, oh, if you if you're not, then you're a fucking angel. Like, yeah. <laughs> can, if you can be like the most unbiased, like everyone holds a grudge for some reason for on some sort of person, or you know, it's just as you say, it's human nature. Mm. So <laughs> I guess like the the last thing that I'll, before we kind of move on is. Uh, character i mean it's kind of going back to what i just said but characters of humor so like people do view alex jones and other people that are similar to him as characters yeah like which are almost like oh that's not real Mm -hmm. but 
characters of like humor tend to distract from like this actual dark ideology. Like we were talking about uh, the Louis Theroux documentary earlier in the year, yeah, where all those guys were playing with like young impressionable guys on video games and uh, like getting on like uh, new trends like TikTok and Instagram Live and donations and all that and like doing like pranks trolls but in reality it's just like being like racist you know and, yeah, fucking and then like the people that were watching them maybe started watching because they thought oh this is a prank this is not real now believe that ideology it's like indoctrinated into them yeah. and they're like oh no i actually like have these beliefs and shit like that so it is quite a and a fucking dangerous time especially like you said, I mean, the internet has brought a lot of this, but how much of it can be blamed on the internet itself and how much of it is human? Yeah. Because the, guy, the, the internet's a tool at the end Tim of the Tim Berners-Lee invented the internet. <laughs> Never. <laughs> fuck me. You imagine what you thought. He would have just been like, nah. Like, delete this shit, let's right? Not, let's not do that yeah. shit. Like. Yeah, here, just everyone get back to the old uh, dial-up. And <laughs> I think it's like the world would, as a place would just shut down without yeah. it now, you know? Yeah, we're so reliant on it. It's yeah. happened like that. Like, when was it given to, like, Maybe when, when did late. you first get the internet? I, I remember my old dial-up. That would have been about maybe late 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 90s. had to be like, as a because obviously internet was on the go for a lot longer than that to like militaries, governments and stuff like that. But mm. in terms of when it was rolled out to the general population of the globe, it must have been late 90s. So it's yeah. not even that long. It's maybe 25 years it took to absolutely implode us as a species. But. And do you think like, if that's where we are in 25, what's the next 25 got? Christ. It's like, are we ready for that? Yeah, I you know, it's crazy. But um, I guess that kind of segues a little bit into what I want to talk about next. I want to talk about the climate protests that have been happening oh, recently. Fucking Jesus! Did you I, see yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Is it <sighs> stop oil? Is that what the recent one is? So stop oil, like um, this is the new insulate brint. This happened the exact yeah. same time last year. It's the same techniques. They're sitting in the middle of roads. Mm-hmm. People are dragging them off, kicking them over. So they glue themselves to the yeah. sunflowers paintings and threw uh, tomato soup over Over it, a Van Gogh it? painting, yeah. yeah. And it's like, do you know, here's the thing, right? I, I don't agree with these tactics whatsoever because, like, you see the, the real world when you see it on, um, like, video and there's people that are trying to get their family members to cancer appointments or their, you know, loved ones are dying in hospital and they're trying to see them before they go. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you've seen incidents like that. Now, I also understand protests, the whole point about protests is to be an inconvenience, right, to make yeah. a point. And, you know, the climate obviously is something that, again, it's a polarised thing. I personally believe it's a real thing, having seen it in my own kind of area of where I live in the world. Some people believe it's, like, total nonsense, right? Um, and, like, obviously, like, people bring their own extreme views into it, like we've, we've said before. But the biggest worry that I have with this is that the shit that they're doing, right, and the tactics being so misplaced, because at the end of the day, like, the people that they're trying to get the message to, as they're saying, is the government, but they're doing absolutely nothing to inconvenience the government. No. But one thing that I reckon could come from this, and we've already seen, like, the government crack down on the policing bill, like, protest rights to inconvenience them. Mm-hmm. This shit will continue to happen. Oh, God, yeah. But what worries me is, how long until they use this type of shit to justify more tougher laws that ban protest in general? And yeah. like people getting frustrated at these people doing that are they've gonna be already, like, yeah, fuck it. If that's they've gets- already started to take away freedoms from protesting and fucking holding um 
demonstrations and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I I can see what you're saying with that. The guy that also got the guy that um tie cable tied himself to the goalposts. Mm-hmm. He got like two. Oh, the Everton game. Two three months jail the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, was that was that a climate protest as well? That was a protest about. I'm sure that was to do with animals. Oh right, um, okay. Which so it wasn't just to do with Everton mm-hmm. being gaff. <laughs> but like, I've I'm I'm not conspiracy theorist against global warming. It's obviously fucking happening. Mm. But um, I I just think that like, how the hell like I've always said this like. Why? Why is somebody having a go at me for not doing enough fucking recycling when you've got these billionaires? You've got these power plants in China pumping out billions of fucking liters of shit into mm-hmm. the air every second. We're testing nuclear weapons all the time. Yeah. There's been over two thousand nuclear detonations underground since yeah. the first atom bomb was. There you go. That must have sped things up. Yeah. A touch. Yeah, but me not fucking putting my fucking cardboard in the right bin is the problem. Yeah. You know, it's not the fucking yeah. problem. Like. The the world is more than enough sustainable for humans, but not for the fucking uses we're using it for. Mm-hmm. There wasn't nuclear fucking weapons and all this dependency on oil. I'm pretty sure there'd be enough sustainability on the earth to provide for us because there's there's if you look at the earth, we're, we're massively spread out. There's there's these huge expanses of nothing, and then these massively densely populated mm-hmm. areas, and there's nothing in between them. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's enough, if the world ran right, it's never going to because there's too much greedy bastards in the fucking place, but um, if the world ran right, there's more than enough to go around. There's more than enough to have a supply and demand chain for everyone, but it doesn't work like no. that. It's, it's the greed of big business, right? Yeah. It always is. Uh, yeah, but it's always the little man's fault. It's always the little yeah, man's fault. Yeah, they always fault. preach down. Like, <laughs> one that I always bring up is when Boris got up, uh, was it just before COP26, and he was talking shit about, all right, people are going to have to be more responsible how many dishes they use in the dishwasher. I'm like, you got fucking Bezos and Branson getting in a rocket because they want to see a few stars? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, what is actually going on? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people bandwagon on this type of stuff as well. Like, do you remember last year when um, it was Insolent Britain? It's basically the same thing, right? But it's under a new name, like same tactics, same people that are doing it. Uh, and the guy that was the head of Insolent, or the face of Insolent Britain, that was never at the protest, but it was always like their spokesperson on morning TV. Yeah. Do you remember when he got asked if his house was insulated? And he's like, well, we're not here to talk about that today. And they're like, well, what? Like, I think it was, um, what's his name? The guy who was Richard out of Richard and Judy. Do you know who I'm on about? Hey, Richard. Yeah, Richard, <laughs> like his end name. I don't know his end yeah. name. but um, Maidley. Yeah, Richard right. Maidley, I, yeah. He he was like, uh, well, your, is your house insulated? And like the guy just totally like, his arse fell out. You know what I mean? Like he ended up walking off doing a Piers Morgan. He was like, I'm not talking about this. And it's like, well, you can't, that's where hypo- people will, forgive anyone or understand anyone's point of view until there's hypocrisy. You know? Oh, fucking <laughs> like, right, yeah. That's yeah. when, like, things get go fuck yourself. It's, it's like when they flip the table and then they're like, they'll just give the politician answer and they're like, I'm not answering that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so bad at politicians and then they get confronted they're like, well, what we're going to do actually is... <laughs> um, another thing that's just kind of came on my mind because uh, we're got maybe about 10 minutes left until we can talk about the World Cup for half an hour. 
is I, w- I haven't even wrote this down, but it just came to my mind about the situation in Ukraine and the kind of tensions that are arising there because Russia are obviously yeah. not uh, achieving their goals of what they fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> but there is a lot of talk now of whether to try and swing the tide. Uh, he's mobilized a bunch. Like I think it's like two hundred and twenty-two thousand. Yeah, people have been mobilized, but obviously it's not going to be like trained soldiers. It's people that they've just went. Oh, you're doing. Aye, yeah. You up to anything next week? Great. Um, On we go. Aye, you going to fight? No, you going mm. to jail then? Because they, they <laughs> blew the the Ukrainian special forces blew up the main bridge linking Crimea to Russia, which has put a spanner in the works for the Russians' logistics and delivery of troops and ammunition and that because they have to go round another way now. Mm-hmm. And then the retort to that was bombing cities pretty heavily for numerous days but the the main thing that keeps coming up at the moment that um i would i would rule this out i think it's unlikely sounding like one of these experts i've been listening to because that's what they always start off with they're like it's unlikely but um (laughs) they've been talking about the use of uh, a tactical nuclear weapon now there's a difference apparently between a strategic and a tactical nuclear weapon to the point of one Obviously, both are devastating, right? Because mm-hmm. they're, they're both nuclear weapons. But one's targeted at like concentrations of troops, whereas like a strategic one would be to level a city, like basically okay. what they did to Hiroshima and Nagasaki and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas like uh, to it's like kind of explain it and give an idea of how like portable these things are. The tactical ones are fired from like artillery, okay. so they're not like a missile or anything like that. But it would still be the first nuclear detonation since the second world war um which is obviously a massive deal if it was to happen obviously i'm not saying that it's happening the morning or anything but considering he doesn't see any kind of situation where he's going to lose and they are losing mm. to the point of where they're nearly being forced out and he's had these referendums recently hasn't he so he yeah. now sees donetsk and luhansk and the donbass as russia now um, whether he'll see them reclaiming those areas as an attack on the the Russian land, if he was crazy enough to use one of these things, because what the expert I was I can't remember the guy's name. I think his name was Mike Hunter. I I, I can't remember. It was a guy that's uh, he's been on the news a few times, but he was speaking to I think it was Times Radio or something about it. Um, this would basically make. Russia, like the ultimate pariah, like there would be no oh, one fuck, yeah. left yeah. in their corner. The likes of India and China that are turning a blind eye to India the- and China are kind of just looking on just now. I think they're they're seeing having been since they're the allies of Russia. I think they're looking in with quite an interested look to see right. Okay, they're our allies. Let's see what they'd actually do if shit was to go wrong and there was to be a world war. What is our ally actually capable of? Yeah. And just now they're saying. Not fucking much. <laughs> Plus, obviously, they share. Well, China does at least anyway borders with Russia, so you yeah, would think of. And I think if there was any more Russian expansion, you could possibly say India mm. would be. India's a weird one, right? Because India's like ally, well, like friendly with them, but they're also friendly with the West. Like obviously, because of the, yeah, the ties that they they just hate Pakistan. That's all. Yeah, yeah, because that gained independence from it. It was India at one point, I believe. Uh, and pass well maybe i, I we'll know there was a massive <laughs> war between them yeah, um, yeah. and I, I know that pakistan's obviously very favorable in the west as well because mm. uh, pakistan 
It's weird, right? China and India get on with Russia. China and India hate each other. Pakistan gets on with China because obviously it's India. Yeah, it's a, you know, geopolitics, I guess, uh, the, the spectrum of it. But obviously a nuclear detonation, it's not good for anyone. Oh, fuck Radiation me. travels and, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, no matter how... Uh, Talking about radiation, um, I follow a little guy called Super Sus on TikTok. A guy goes okay. about fucking diving into water in Chernobyl. I like nuclear water wow. and shit. And okay. I'll have to show the video of this after. He's unbelievable. And he's like, there's like water flowing out of taps and he's just drinking it. Yeah, well, like I've seen, that. have you ever seen that guy? Um, it's either bald and bankrupt or bald and broke. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah, guy who travels I, around Russia. He's been banned, <coughs> he's been banned from Russia now. So, uh, because obviously he's a British citizen and, um, Russia and the West aren't really seeing eye to eye at the moment on a lot of things. But he, he did say that if a nuclear detonation happened, that conventional uh, use, uh, conventional weapons from NATO would pretty much be a guarantee. The mm-hmm. fact that we would probably we would end the war in Ukraine pretty much, yeah. and then potentially target their nuclear arsenal in Russia, which you know, pretty risky. You know, yeah, like, um, right. But I, I would imagine that the United Nations would probably call for regime change as well if that was to happen, because this is like a mad event if it was to happen in the sense yeah. of it threatens peacetime like no other time. In history, aside from obviously World War Two, which was well, it's going to be bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. But I think I I think they reckon a lot of the wars are going to be fought like cyber wars yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, um, taking down systems rather than taking down people and cities. Mm. Um, did well? Did you see that fucking AI like answering questions in the House of Lords the other day? No. Like about like painting. It's fucking scary, mate. But the only thing that like gave me. Hope was it, it, it like malfunctioned halfway through and they had to turn it off and on again. Because like I get worried about AI. I'm like, fuck, it's gonna be like ten years and we'll have like androids that like look, talk like oh us. Oh god, yeah. But now when they ha- when like it it was like answering questions about its art and stuff because it does art. <laughs> um, hopefully none of the fucking uh, stop oil people throw tobacco soup at their paintings because that thing will fuck you up. But, uh, <laughs> um, it, they had to switch it off and on again, which is always like the main joke when it comes to technology. When people are like, "Oh, it's going to like overthrow <laughs> us and that," but that does give me like a good sense of optimism that we've got at least like fifty years before technology is only used for humans as like a spare bench press bar or something yeah, like that. Exactly. <laughs> like, so just keep a bucket of water handy next yeah, year. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking come near me, I'll fucking fry you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um. I suppose we could go into that another day as well about loss of jobs and stuff like that as, yeah. as the, the technology. But uh, we've been kind of chomping at the bit to talk about the World Cup. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to kind of do two, but I think like there's there's too much dodgy shit to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's so much about that documentary. It's, it's if it, if people get a chance, I, I tried to watch that last night, but it's now this is another thing that fucks me off about streaming services. They're making streaming service within streaming services now yeah. so like paramount oh. plus within amazon you have to get a, a subscription to discovery plus through amazon to, to watch, watch the documentary and i was like fuck uh, that i already pay for amazon Netflix. Yeah, so like, it's bullshit like it's i don't like the ones how it's like um you go on to prime and it's like prime and it's like free to me yeah, yeah it's yeah. like I'm, I'm paying for fucking prime yeah well, not me, but yeah. <laughs> someone's paying for Prime. <laughs> um, but it's like, surely all that shit should be free. Like Netflix, everything on there, you can get everything on there. Mm-hmm. That, that That's just it. But, right, that's that's enough of my God. Right. But if, if people get a chance, uh, the man who sold the World Cup, 
What a documentary, man. So this is about Set Blatter, Michelle Platini and the likes? Uh, yeah, it started off in 2002, so they go all the mm-hmm. way back to how that one was bought. Because mm-hmm. um, the World Cup that is happening next, well, that was awarded in 2010 or 2011, around that time? Round about then, yeah. Because there was the controversy, because the 2018 one, there was a bid from the United well, Kingdom. To 2002 host was the first controversial one. Japan, South Korea. Korea, okay. So they, they reckon that that... If you, if you watch the documentary, that has a lot of dirty dealings. Sus, yeah. Yeah, and there was... In the end, it ended up being a really good World Cup, and I'm actually going to speak a wee bit about that later on, but... Um, the last one that a South American team won as well, right? Yeah, um, and that's actually been... If if no South American wins it this year, it's going to be 20 years, and that's the longest mm. reign... For Europeans. For Europeans ever. Um, and the longest reign, there's never been a South American win it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it's dirty World Cups. Germany two thousand and six. So that was originally meant to go to. That was meant to be South Africa. Okay. Um, South Africa came in twenty ten because there was a lot of like uh, South Africa as a country wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah, there was got, like a lot of kind of. Um, well, Sean's even told me about this about the amount of corruption that that happens over there and stuff like yeah. that. And like he he was saying to me when he went back over there. Last year, like he was nearly detained for having a British passport. Aye, but like it's totally legal to go there under a dual like passport. I can't remember. It was someone along those lines. Yeah. And then when he was trying to get a passport, a South African one to get back over here, it took like three months. But he reckons they had it, and then they just like waited until like they paid more or something. I might be misquoting him there. We can talk about it because we're doing a podcast. Once the documentary is finally finished, where we'll have uh, Finn and Sean on and go through about all the shenanigans that <laughs> helped make that, uh, at the time of recording, will be the foremost top uh, people on the Murray Council shit list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sorry, back to the World Cup. Um, yeah, so 2006 was meant to be South Africa. It got changed. Germany basically got chosen as a default. They were okay. they were seen as a safe option to have the World Cup, and then they are because mm. the infrastructure is already there in Germany. Football's massive, so like they've got the capacity for it. Yeah, exactly. Two thousand and ten, then um, two thousand fourteen was a farce. You've got a bit of what was happening now. The um, labor conditions were shit. Brazil uh, was wasn't Brazil. It? Yep. Um, 18. Russia. <laughs> all you need to say, one word, Russia, like the corruption. And Qatar, corruption. Mm. You know, Qatar's never hosted a World Cup. They've never been in a World Cup, never oh. mind hosted. Um, they're a tiny little nation that's 90 miles long. Mm. With it's one of the wealthiest places on earth. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's probably why I got the World Cup. Yeah. I said to you earlier on, right, I was going to give you a stat that will fucking blow your mind. Okay, and I, I hit me with it. I could not believe this, right? So, before this World Cup, Brazil was the most expensive World Cup ever, and it cost $11.6 billion for that. Yeah. I would imagine this is going to blow out of the water then. $138 billion. It's more than 10 times the most expensive World Cup ever. Because they own a football team, Qatar, don't they? Is it PSG that they own? Um, don't quote me on that, but I think so, yeah. Because yeah, it's the it's Abu Dhabi that owns Man City. Yes. Saudi owns Newcastle now. Yep. And I believe it's Qatar that owns Paris mm-hmm. Saint-Germain, which obviously they've got some problems of their own at the moment with uh, 
young Killian decided, <laughs> I actually don't like it here again after you gave me 300 million euros to sign. It's fucking crazy, like, absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, they're, they they bought that World Cup, mm. 100% bought that. There's seven... I think with the, the Russia one, like, to begin with, because I was buzzing thinking that, like, the UK could get it, because it was like, you only get to see that once in your life. I was like, I want to go to the final at Wembley because I'll be like 22 or something then. Whoever it is that's playing, it's just, you know, it's something that if there's like, you can get the chance to go see. It doesn't course, matter yeah. who's playing, right? Yeah. Unless it was like England at Wembley as a Scotsman. <laughs> probably might want to give it a miss, you know? Like, but, uh, um, uh, yeah, but uh, I always kind of thought that there might have just been because, you know, over the years we've always like, we see Russia as like a threat to national security and stuff like that in, in this country. Yeah. I thought like, you know, now looking forward and the amount of corruption that's happened, they probably did swing it. But I also kind of thought at the same time that we were just complaining because it was them that they, they lost it to. But Qatar for sure is like... It's wild. Like yeah. Seven, so there's only eight stadiums used for the World Cup in Qatar. And there's normally like yeah. 12 or 13. And these used. have all been built recently. Seven out of eight have been built mm-hmm. for the World Cup. And seven out of eight will go back to being derelict after it. So that no one's going to use them? No use. Four of them are going to get knocked down. Mm. So they're solely built um, six and a half thousand deaths building the stadiums. Yeah. And it's all like foreign labor yeah. because the, the Middle East see Southeast Asians as in Vietnamese, um, Singapore, they see them as like slave labor mm. um cheap labor and things like that and it's a lot of these countries that have lost a lot of people building these stadiums all these stadiums are air-conditioned uh, um but well like, well that's the thing do you remember like it's happening in the winter right mm-hmm. which is this has never happened this is mm-hmm. unprecedented because it's too hot in the summer like i, I do you ever remember ian holloway the, yeah, oh the, God, the yeah do you remember his run on this like mm-hmm. 10 years ago like um he was like talking about. He, he, I loved Ian Holloway, like Blackpool like. manager. Like, <laughs> remember he was talking about Wayne Rooney, like trying to leave United, and he was like, "If you buy an house, yeah. it can walk up yeah. at twenty five years old. And I want to go somewhere else." And it's like that makes absolutely no sense. There's no like comparison there, but it's great. Ian, keep going. But he was talking about they'd asked him because at the time that Qatar won the the not won the World Cup, but won the not the rights, but the you know bid. yeah the bid. Yeah. Um, to hold the World Cup, they were saying that the suggestions were there it might have to be held in the winter and Ian Holloway just <laughs> lost the fucking head. He was like, you could tell he wanted to swear so bad but he just went, some type of person, <laughs> like, that person was there on purpose. It did not, it was meant to be fucked, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, sorry. It's, it's, no, they've kind of, it's true though, it's just going to fuck football for the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've got so we've many... We've already turn- had the COVID stuff and the... The operation, uh, not operation, uh, Project Restart, yep. the Euros were right after another season where there was like a two-month break and then the Euros were right after that next season. Next summer you've got Euro Under-21s, yeah. um, quite a lot of tournaments coming up as well. Um, yeah, More competitions coming at club level constantly. Yeah, and let's, let's we're kind of also skipping over the fact this is a very deeply religious, strict country. That doesn't allow alcohol. Yeah. Doesn't allow fucking. Um, well, sorry, the guy, the guy that's in charge of Qatar, whatever the president or the king or whatever he is, mm-hmm. came out there today and says that he would be okay with men holding hands. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, because people are worried. Well, it's the same in Russia last time, wasn't it? About yeah. people that um, 
or they're LGBT or whatever going over to to watch uh, because like I mean I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary in Russia where like they do the experiment of like two same sex people holding hands and the amount of like people get attacked I you know what I mean like and like this, um and that's in like Europe you know what I mean like yeah. don't know what obviously I'm not saying that will happen in guitar but like you said it's a very strict religious belief yeah. country that they don't drink alcohol so I good had luck a, for England versus Wales then well I had a little read into like <laughs> what they're doing so this is the most fucking backwards idea I've ever heard in my life so they're having alcohol friendly zones right okay. where you can go and get drunk you can't get buy a drinking stadium you can't go to a pub there's no pubs in guitar it's not like that but they're having alcohol friendly zones where it's going to be mixes of fans, right? It gets better. Oh, it gets better. Yes. <laughs> so there's going to be mixes of fans in these alcohol-friendly zones. In the zones to bring in tourism, there's cheap drink. <laughs> there's cheap drink. Yeah. Half the fans that are going over there are staying in jail over there. <laughs> They're yeah. not getting back, man. So, like, in this... And, right... It's not like they're going hundreds of miles. Qatar is a 90-mile country. Yeah. So it's here to Aberdeen. Yeah, pretty much. So you're, you're going to have Wales fans bumping at England fans. You're going to have German fans bumping at England fans. You're going to have Argentina fans bumping into Holland fans. You're going to have Holland fans bumping into Germany fans. Mm. It's it's They can't get away from each other. They're not staying in different cities. Well, Russia's banned this year, so their fans yeah. can't be there. There still will be. Or can they? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a WWE segment. It's like, we've actually let Russia back in. But Qatar themselves, they're not a bad team. Um, they won the Asian Football Championships so three years ago. I've always wondered this. Does the host nation qualify by default if they win the bid? Oh, right, okay. Because I always wondered that and I was like... That's, that's always used to be the thing with like the host nation. It was like three years before they would be opening the game and it's like, oh, they've not played a competitive game in three years. And it's like, <laughs> well, obviously there's not because they're not a qualifier yeah. today, mate. I remember like the 90s ones, they were held in France. Yeah. Uh, so that United was my States. first World Cup. That's the first one I remember and I love that World Cup because yeah. that was... The that was the last time Scotland were in it. Yeah, Ronaldo Zidane World Cup. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, uh, and France won it in their... Their own uh, Parc de Prince was that what yeah. the Parc de Princess or how? There's a lot of conspiracy theory around that. Yeah, like well. Ronaldo like got food poisoning or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that happened like in basketball as well. Like, you ever watch the Last Dance? Michael Jordan yeah. got poisoned by the other. It's one of the few series I've watched three or four times. Through. Yeah, oh, like, absolutely quality love it. series. Yeah, yeah, really good. And I, all I took out of that, and I've tried to watch it back and have a different because I'm I'm quite in basketball. I mm. can tell you quite a lot about basketball. Um, not so much maybe the last two or three years, but certainly the previous 10 yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, But I don't even think you have to be a basketball fan to watch this and appreciate Oh, what God, no. On. Yeah. But all I took out of that is Jordan's an asshole. Yeah. Jordan's <laughs> a fucking asshole. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he comes out of that looking like such a dick. Mm-hmm. And but in a way, it kind of showed that you, you almost have to have that main streak yeah. to achieve greatness. Oh, right? God, yeah. You see, like, Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Like, his team's not doing well. And he, like, just throws his toys out the pram. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's one of the greatest footballers of all time. Same with Messi. I'll stay at Barca for free until he had to. And he was like, actually, I'm away to Paris. Um, and then they're just like... <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Do you know that they've mortgaged, right? They The reason that Barca have been able to afford the summer, apparently, is because they've mortgaged the next a quarter 
of the next 25 years worth of TV money they're due. Stadiums falling to bits. They still owe transfer fees for players they've sold. Stadiums falling to bits. Like it's yeah. They're having weddings there. <laughs> that is madness, eh? <laughs> they're not even getting out of the Champions League group. They're going yeah. in the Europa League again. Yeah. Jesus. Right, anyway, sorry, World um, Cup. Yeah, Qatar are a pretty good team. They're one of these teams, if you can, if you play in the Qatar League, and the Qatar League's um, like a rich league. Mm-hmm. It's one of these leagues you've got 38-year-old Brazilians getting paid 200 grand a week in. Um, but if you don't have any international caps and you play in Qatar for three years or five years, you can, you're can you eligible for a national team. Okay. So they've got quite a few Brazilians and things playing yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in their yeah, yeah. national team. Um, they are also the only team in the World Cup who have all their players playing in their own league. So it should show you the standard of their league with how good their team is. Yeah. Um, and I think that should be a good... The opener is Senegal-Qatar. So Senegal's a good team. You've got Koulibaly and Mane and players like that. I I, I just can't see... Um, I can't see them getting... The groups are quite interesting. I Has an African nation ever won the World Cup? I don't think they have. No, they, that would be quality. The like, closest has been Cameroon in 90, mm-hmm. who got knocked out by England in after extra time. Yeah. And you Do remember when Ghana... Ghana, I Suarez off the line. Yeah, that was, I was, in, that was my first World Cup in the pub, and I've never seen a pub so raging in all my yeah. life. Like The sign of things to come from... <laughs> a couple of stats about this World Cup. Um... If Ronaldo scores, he's going to be the only player ever to score in five World Cups. So just kind he's of he's probably shows. going to score, right? They're going yeah. to get a penalty oh, or definitely. something. Yeah. Um, do you know the Mexican Guardado? Yes, he's a central midfielder. He started off as a winger. He's now a defensive yeah. midfielder. He is going to be the only the fifth player ever to play at five World Cups. Um, and Ronaldo will be the sixth. Mm. So, um, where was the other one? Oh, all right. Yeah, I was going to go over groups and that. So, Group A: Holland, Senegal, Ecuador, Qatar. Yeah, well, Qatar are going to have three games and then peace out. Yeah, pretty much. Which I, is, do you know what? I, I think it's a shame because you always want the host nation to kind of get. A yeah, little bit yeah, further. like an underdog story. Um, I liked when South Korea in two thousand and two. Yeah, it? they went to semi-finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was Turkey in the other semi-final against Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 was a. Good it would World be Cup. great to see like. Either a South American team win it, or an, an Asian or an African team, like because Europe's just dominated it for yeah. so long. Like, I want to see someone like USA win it, just like fucking fuck everyone over. <laughs> Could eh? you imagine how raging this part of the world <laughs> yeah. would be if America I, won it? Aye, that'd be hilarious. Because they wouldn't give a two shits about it, would they? Nope. Like, right. Anyway, back to watching Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, half of them, they're like two 0 up at Brazil, uh, fucking World Cup final or something and all the crowd is going to be like where's the halftime show <laughs> where's Jay-Z in the rock huh? Huh? did you see that they tried to do that with the Champions League final yeah and like Liverpool fans like booed it in that and like all the acts were like oh they're so rude and everything like but no one wants that American 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 that's a good word American Americanization there we go there we go we got there eventually of like football it's the same with the Super League that's why everyone hated that idea right because no one gets relegated no one wins really I well I listened to um, 
origins of football podcast and they go on about like early do you know like the word soccer is a uk word it's a british mm-hmm. word not a lot of people realize that and it's like football there's many things called football before football and rug- mm-hmm. rugby is actually one of them um australian rules football that was football before we had football um and gridiron is actually older than association football so it's like yeah well we, we call it we call it soccer but you'll have british people having a go at americans for calling it soccer it's like well you fucking call it first like yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh great b england wales usa iran oh i forgot america were in that group yeah, as well, yeah. so i'm taking england and usa out of that like yeah if well actually it should be england usa gareth bale and uh, yeah, you don't want Aaron Ramsey on penalties. Or Dan James. I've seen Bam James. Like, <laughs> that, you can leave that dude unmarked, man. So, next one. Difficult one. Argentina, I think you've got as your group winners. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Mexico, Poland, and Saudi. I think Saudi are bottom, but Mexico, Poland are very even. Mm-hmm. That was the one I was looking at. Thinking, don't Saudi have a striker from Sevilla that's quite good? Um I can't remember his name. Like, okay. <laughs> it's it's became a mastermind all of a sudden. Can you name the one strike of Saudi Arabia that plays for Sevilla? Your group D, France, Denmark, Australia, Tunisia. France might here, France might be in some trouble, eh? Mm-hmm. Because they've lost their two main midfielders. Mm-hmm. Pog was injured and Canty's just pulled out with um an injury as well. And the strength and depth's too much for mm-hmm. like especially you look at your forward line. You got Benzema Mbappe and Usmani Dembele is having a great season at Barca and he's actually managed to stay fit who would have thought and you've got players like who aren't even having a great season who, who you can put as like Giroud can always mink a goal yeah you've got Griezmann who players like that you can always take who don't need to be playing great but you could probably get a performance out of them do you um, see what happened with him this season yeah like they've been playing him at the exact minute to avoid paying so like yeah. Barca are like oh, right, we're, we're just taking half the money now fuck it Funny story, I um, started at FM Save a couple of months ago and I got Graven Birch in on loan. All right. What a nightmare. <laughs> I, I, I totally fucked up his loan, basically. So to to play him was cost, uh, to play him was costing me 2 million a month. No, 1.8 million a month. If I didn't play him, it was costing me 4.3 million a month. So I was literally taking this guy on for like eight minutes or yeah. something and then just taking him off. So it, was cost, so it didn't cost me like an extra two and a half million quid a month. So yeah, I, I know all about that. Don't worry. Have I ever told you at the time that I, I, I have a friend that worked at a call centre that spoke to Carlo Ancelotti? Yes. <laughs> yeah. When uh, Carlo Ancelotti yeah. was Everton manager, um, Cura, the call centre just outside Forest, yeah. um, my friend, but they, they messaged me like, guess who I've spoke to? And I'm like, I was expecting to be someone stupid, like, you know, someone we knew or something. He was like, Carlo Ancelotti. And I'm like, fuck off, how? <laughs> so he phoned me and he was like, um, he was like, I was thinking he might, still might be on a wind up. But this was like, he was right enough. He was Everton manager at the time and Scottish Power have got the, the like the contract for Liverpool um, <laughs> or that area of Liverpool or whatever. And he was telling me, ah, his wife came on the phone, she's American. And I'm like fact checking this on Wikipedia. And I was like, ah, she is American. He's like, fuck, he spoke like the greatest manager in European football history, perhaps. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, the most Fucking random thing ever. Um, who do we think is going to win it? Who do well, we- I'll, I'll give you the rest of the groups first. Okay, okay my bad, um, sorry. 
Well, I think we're taking... Are you taking France out of that? So Denmark, Australia, Tunisia. I, I think they'll make it through the group, but I just don't think they'll get far in the knockout stages. I don't... Aussies have not got a great team this year. Mm. Um, so you got... This Denmark's... Is, is Ericsson going to be back on that Danish team? Or are they getting a bit sceptical over what happened at the Euros? I don't know. Like, it's a bit of a risk. Because he's already played it? so much football this season yeah. for uh, for United. But we'll see. Man, you're going to give him that fucking second hard attacker. Here, we're in the half-decent <laughs> form at the moment, apart from the slapping we took it at the... Um, Holy fuck, uh, that uh, keeper was in form the other night. Yeah, I know, eh? <laughs> right? Like, I think that's the only... Like, I remember I turned my mate, I was like, see if Haaland just gets one the day, I'll be happy. And then he just got three. Yeah. And then Phil Foden got three. Yeah, um, three. Yeah. But you, won, you, won, you won the second half, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> Up them. Uh, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan... So Spain and Germany. Spain, then. Germany. Um, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Yeah, what about Canada, man? Is is Alfonso Davis back? Yeah. Um, and Jonathan David's like one of Jonathan the, David. Uh, he plays for Lille. Is it? He's the top scorer in league one again. Yeah. Um, could, quality could, player. Yeah. Could could see them potentially nicking. They've got a player in Turkey as well. Who the fuck is it? Google that after. Mm. Um, quite a decent player. Um, here's your group of death, I think. Sorry, see, here's your two group of deaths. So you've got Brazil, and then you've got Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Mm-hmm. So either three of them could qualify. Yeah, Brazil are getting through. Yeah. And Brazil are your favourites. They're 92. Yeah, well, that, I'm, I'm picking them to win it. Spoiler yeah. alert. I just think that... Think of that, Luke. That front options they have got is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of them, like... Anthony, Martinelli, Vinny Jr., Rodrigo, they're all in great form. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a pace on the team, man. Yeah. It's like it's a fast team. And we're not even putting Neymar in yeah, there. He's exactly. got the most Brazil goals of all time. Second group of death. You've got, I think, Portugal is your winners. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, another, and then you've got Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. So that's three strong teams again. Uruguay. I, I'm picking Uruguay as an outside bet for the World Cup. I always do that because they've won it twice before, yeah. like way back in the 30s or something. But like, they've still got Cavani, they've still Cavani got Suarez, is. they've got, well, he's not the greatest of starts, is he though? But no. Um, but he's still, yeah, I still think he's a good player. 66 to 1. Bentoncourt is another yeah. good player. Coates. Uh, is, is. Valverde. Valverde is a Euro. Uh, you got Godin at the back. Yeah. Um, Jimenez, the other Atletico Madrid centre back. Musolera, the keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So strong, strong squad. Um, Vina, the guy I've got at Roma. Um, yeah, and then obviously South Korea and Ghana. Ghana are just second strongest. I'm sorry, my but yeah, I'm sorry. I was getting um, paranoid. I'm like, hmm. yeah, Ghana are your second strongest African team behind mm. um, Senegal. Um, Egypt not make it this year. No, no, Senegal made it in their place. Yeah, Haaland's um, obviously not. Haaland and Salah ain't going to be there. That's yeah, I like that thing about every team should get Haaland for half an hour. <laughs> Fucking be brilliant. <laughs> I feel like the lights should just go off and the Undertaker theme tune should just come on and he comes out. And the <laughs> Aye. Yeah, imagine the Wales game, Maguire's just ran ragged for 60 minutes and then the lights go out and it's like, <gasps> fuck. <laughs> well, that is the thing. Like England, I can't see England getting that far with Southgate as manager. I think they've got the squad to actually... Potentially win a major and trophy. And Maguire's not going. <laughs> no, he is going. He is going. Sorry. He is going. Is he is going? Yeah, he'll play over tomorrow. One hundred percent. Southgate has disgusting like, man. Um, Brazil are favourites ninety two. 
Mm-hmm. You've got France at 33 5. Don't even know what the fuck yeah, odds yeah, that odds is. is like. that. I, 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 that's just because they're the holders, though, isn't it? Yeah. I can't see them winning it. The holders, plus, they had quite a solid qualifying campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, see if Norway were in the World Cup. Would you give them an outside chance of winning yeah. it just because of Holland? Yeah. I mean, they've got like players like Odegaard and Sorloff. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorloff's a decent player. Yeah, um, yeah. Give give them an outside chance. That's it's a bit like what I'm doing with um, Uruguay. Is it's, they've got a couple of just brilliant yeah. talents because like Holland at the moment, like this time next year, is going to win the Ballon d'Or if he keeps going oh. the way that he's going now. He could get injured tomorrow and probably still win the fucking <laughs> Ballon d'Or. You know, there's like nobody even need him this year. Um, Argentina seven to one, and then England seventeen to two. Mm. Like I don't know, man. Like I think look, if if England had like a manager that actually like didn't just pick favourites like Southgate does, like it's clear now. It's clear that because that England squad is disgusting. Well, if things go to plan and England finish top of their group and Holland finish top of their group, I would I would have Holland up you, there. You'll have England versus Senegal in the second round. Mm. And you'll have Holland versus either USA or Wales. Uh, I mean... Holland, yeah. But the thing about Holland, I think, is Holland, every time have had like that one star, like mm-hmm. Van Persie. They don't have a star in the team just now. What about Cody Gakpo? Have you seen his stats this year? Yeah. Same mm-hmm. amount of goal contributions as Holland. Yeah. Granted, in the Eredivisie, but um, I, actually, I actually think Van Gaal's pretty perfect for international management at the moment. I think he's got them playing really well. Um, I think the fact that they don't have a star might actually benefit them in the sense of they have a good collective yeah. and it's strong. Like I know that he's been in poor form recently, but they still have like Van Dijk and Delict as a centre-back pairing. Yeah, Yuri and un- Timber. Unbelievable. Um, like Wrench, uh, Frankie de Jong. Uh, you know, Van de Beek's not going. He doesn't play anywhere now. Uh, no. Memphis Depay is a half decent player. Gakpo's in unreal form. I'm trying to think who they've got. Steven Bergvine. Yeah. They've not really got a, a focal point attacker, do they? No, not a strike. Well, Gakpo's six foot two. Yeah. He's he's more like a you know he's more a winger though, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But he's played false nine before, so yeah. it's like a hot that's like a Dutch mentality, the false nine system, and yeah. Cruyff started it and Exactly. Yeah, I think they're a shout. And Spain are a shout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got young guys like Pedri, um, who Gavi probably as well. Yeah, um, Brazil are definitely favourite. Yeah, Belgium have got a good group. Um, but Belgium always shitbag it though, don't they? Like how long? I think for the last ten years they're like, oh, they're gonna win. Well, the interesting thing about Belgium is if they finish top of their group, they've got either Spain or Germany in the next round. So they would have to kill a giant pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Lukaku. I'm looking at for top scorers. Simply because Belgium have got Canada and Morocco in their group. Yeah. And I think that's games where you're getting maybe two or three. If you're going to win the Golden Boot, the majority of your goals are in the group stage, right? Because the game's just become too close. Oh, like Solanko in 94. He got four in one game and won the Golden Boot off of it. What happens if Brazil get Germany in the semi-final? Um, Do you think they have any PESD? Let me just figure that out quickly. (laughs) Brazil would get Germany in the semi-final. Oh my God. Do you reckon they would like their arse would fall out like it did in 2014? Germany aren't that. Well, no, they are. They're not the force they were. No. Um, Muller away to play in an hour World Cup. Mm. Um, it feels he, like he's been 30 for 10 years, eh? Yeah. I've seen that meme. Like One of the most criminally underrated yeah, no. players of all and time. And I feel like almost... Uh, 
not comparing their playing styles or anything, but the fact that they've been sacrificed for other stars, the sense of like a German Wayne Rooney. Yeah, like, like he's been forced to play out wide mm-hmm. and for other like Lewandowski and the like they had like was it Mario Gomez before they brought Mario Gertz in and that. So there's yeah. always been either wide or number ten. Do you know what? I was actually having a look the England team between this World Cup and last World Cup. It was quite funny. Last World Cup, England had Rooney playing box to box midfield. Mm-hmm. And they had Ashley Young still playing as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a really strong squad this season. Yeah. Uh this is yeah, I mean, you even seen that at the Euros, it's just They've even added more to it now. I mean, one thing that they probably will regret forever is that they've not managed to get Jordan Musiala to play for them over Germany, which that guy looks unreal. Uh, I mean, you see Bellingham's captain in Dortmund now. Yeah, another phenomenal uh, player. He'll obviously be in there. Um, but how much of a bet he goes with Rice and Phillips straight away? I mean, Rice is a great player. And Phillips is a good player as well, but he ain't played a minute of football if, for City. If it's me, I'm, I'm, I'm playing... I'm playing Rice, I'm playing Bellingham alongside him, I'm playing Foden in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then I'm playing probably Saka and Grealish out wide. Are you playing Grealish though? Who else are you going to play over him? Because I'm already playing Saka, I'm playing Saka out right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not playing Kane up top. <laughs> Who are you playing up top? Abraham. Abra- well, that's a shout though, eh? Yeah. Even like Ivan Tony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aye. He's a great If shot. you look at the strikers they've got, like, I know he's not going to go on that just because he's not been the same player since his injuries, but Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. Like, oh, God. That dude would yeah. get into the Scotland squad like that. <laughs> you know, well, like, I mean, we're playing Shea Adams. We think he's a, we think he's a <laughs> shit. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but no, Abraham starts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Who did he, he play? You're not playing Sterling? Sterling at left wing? He's not had that really kick-off season at Chelsea, has no, he? No, but he's always played well for England. Um, as the final squads, they've not been decided yet, have they? No, I don't think so. Um, it's just it's just thirty man just now. Yeah. Um, so I think I don't know. See if you had talked to me last season, I'd be throwing Colin or Gallagher in there, but yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. done anything since he's went back to fucking Chelsea. I think like. it's hard. It's a tough break at Chelsea, isn't it? Because. You've got so many players there, and you've got so many different, ma- so many managers yeah, there. Yeah. Like Billy Gilmore went to Brighton on loan, huh? and I was like, "Yes," because like he got totally fucked over at Norwich on his loan deal because he never played. Yeah, I was like Potter, like obviously a great manager of developing players, and admittedly he's still with him because like Potter's now the Chelsea manager. How long is that going to last? And even if Gilmore comes back, like he's not going to get, a- no, he's not going to get a chance, no is he? Chance. You know what I mean? Kane's eight to one. He's favourite for the top scorer. Boot. Never happening. So he, I gave you, I picked out a couple of peculiar ones. Um, Giroud's two hundred to one, and he always like he's just he is the most minky of goals yeah. player ever. But he gets it done, and it I, and he's the kind of player that France are going to throw him with thirty minutes to go. Yeah, and, and he'll just get a tap in, yeah. or he'll get a header, or he'll score an unreal scorpion kick. If you Surely remember, that's that. worth a pound. Yeah, oh, 100%. You know? I had I had tenor on Croatia at the twenty eighteen one. I was close then. And I, because I was like, gold, uh, Croatia have a golden generation, and this is like their last chance saloon. Like they have Modric, Perisic before he was like a wing back under Conte, <laughs> uh, Mandzukic, like some really good players. Uh-huh. And then I seen like their kind of route, and I was like, here, they don't have to play that many like giants, you would call them. Like I'd fancy them against the likes of Spain, it ended up being Russia. Um, also, they play, I think it was like Denmark, I think they beat on penalties. They ended up making it really hard for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously then they ended up beating England. Yep. Um, and then I was like, I've 
I really wanted Croatia to win it aside from like my bet. My bet obviously made it a bit more intense. Like they've got a decent group. They've got Belgium, Canada, Morocco. Well, Croatia. Yeah. I think there's times past now though. I think yeah. like squad's a bit too old. Yeah. Isn't it? I think if there was a time when it was that day in 2018, but then obviously France just. Are you picking Brazil for your? Oh yeah, Brazil. Brazil is my top. Uruguay pick. is my outside shout. I would. I would agree with that. Um, for my pick for the World Cup. Do you know what? I'm going to go with Portugal. Mm-hmm. I think Ronaldo, that squad is pretty. It's a strong there. squad, and Ronaldo's. This is Ronaldo's. Like he's done Who, club football. Is it possible that Argentina could get Portugal in the final? Um. Yes, that is possible. Wow. Yep. That would be crazy, yeah. Yep. Because that would that would finish the debate, wouldn't it? No matter how many Champions Leagues the other one won or so whatever. If we're going to go with favourites, right, for, for the groups, I'll give you the quarterfinals. So your quarterfinals, if you're going with favourites, is Holland, England, Argentina, France, Spain, Belgium, Brazil, Portugal. Mm. And that's a strong fucking quarterfinal. And that's not the quarterfinal I want. I want a fucking Ghana or a... Tunisia in there or something like that, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to throw a couple of car- curveballs in. But uh, yeah, that's you could end up with pinnacle career Messi Ronaldo final. Yeah, that the, the deciding of the goat. That's that's a fucking movie right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's like, um, sorry, another couple outside runs. You've got uh, Sun at hundred to one. I think it's worth yeah, a pound. Yeah, yeah. Um, Muller, 66 to 1. Oh, what the... Yeah. Muller always gets a goal yeah. in the World Cup. He always uh, gets like six at least. Yeah. Even if Germany are out the cruise he's, he's setting up 12 overall in World Cups. Closer has got 19. In yeah, yeah. He's the, the record holder, isn't he? Yep. And there's nobody playing today in world football that's in the top 50. Oh, uh, sorry, apart from Muller. Apart from Muller. Um, and Ronaldo. Sorry. Um, Nunes, 66 to 1. Ronaldo, 16 to 1. I thought Benzema at fourteen to one was interesting because yeah, just after the season he's had yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like you can't count him out. Um, Lukaku twenty to one, that's not happening. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I just kind of quickly we've not got much long. Well, we we'll have about five minutes left. I thought we could maybe like go over what our like most favorite memory slash memories are of the World Cup. Yeah. Okay. So my first World Cup was ninety eight. Um, did, you, did Scotland score in that World Cup? Was that, I was we were opening game. Did yeah. we score at any point? Yeah, John Collins scored a penalty um, against Brazil. Um, we got beat 2-1. We then got beat 2-0 by Norway and then 3-0 by Morocco. So Norway had Harold Bratback, who used to play for Celtic. I don't remember him. Um, Stefan Iverson, it played for Spurs. Mm-hmm. Morocco had two players called Chipo and Haji that played for Coventry. They were brilliant players. Just when Gordon Strachan was the Coventry manager, yeah. Yeah. My um, favourite World Cup. So I've got favourite and best World Cup. But what I mean is, just because my favourite doesn't mean it was the best World yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, my favourite was 2002 because that was prime World Cup age for me as a kid. I loved the ball. The ball had the gold yeah, ball with the, the flame on it. it. Yeah. Favourite football of all time. Like, absolutely loved it. That was... A Brazil dominant World Cup with all the R's. That was Kaká, Ronaldinho. Kaká wasn't in that team. Oh, was he not? That was the Cleberson team. <laughs> God, um, I remember that guy. R9. 
R9, Rivaldo. Cafu. That was introduction of Ronaldinho, that World yeah, Cup. Yeah, he, he did the free kick against Seaman. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then he got his move to PSG that summer. Um, my best World Cup was 2010, South Africa. What a World Cup that yeah. was, man. Um, if it wasn't for the Vuvuzela, because that's all I remember in the pub. Was <laughs> yeah, they just, were always just... Just the fucking sound. It was like, what is that noise? Yeah, it was like, yeah. it's a TV, man. But uh, that quarter... I'm sure it was quarterfinal with with Uruguay and Ghana. Ghana. Suarez. Suarez. And then it went to the penalty shootout. And uh, Uruguay got through. Yeah. And then they got to the semi-final before Giovanni Bron- Van Bronckhorst knocked them out with an absolute screamer. Aye, about 35 yards yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you know what? See, f- before the semi-finals, it was a really good World Cup. Mm-hmm. Semi-finals and final were really poor. Um, poor. The final was yeah, one well, of the Howard worst Webb games. Yeah, Howard Webb the final and. Uh, Nigel De Jong fucking a karate kick karate kick was it Shabby Alonso or something like that um, I think you're right yeah, yeah. but he was like two footed on the chest and Howard Webb was like oh there's a yellow that was the Spain World Cup yeah fight, Andrea yeah. Siniesta scored the winner mm. 112 minutes or something like that and then you had the the that, infamous uh, Frank Lampard no goal yeah which was 100% <laughs> a goal <laughs> And then they've got pumped 4 1, was it? Yeah. <laughs> but it would have been 2 2. That might have changed the game if that goal went in, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. It would have, should have, could have, you know. It's a lot of things Stop could have happened. <laughs> See, VAR's getting introduced in Scottish football next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is why, it every ground or is it just like. The, it's like, why are you introducing it halfway through a season? Yeah, like, why not have it? The, it's yeah. like you're going to have people be like, oh, but if VAR was in at the start of the season, we, yeah. we, we would be top by three points <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's like, do you know them uh, stats? It's like, well, the season started at Christmas, we'd actually be top yeah. right now. It's like, fuck off, mate. Yeah. The season didn't start at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 2010 was my favourite. 2018, I hated that World Cup. Yeah, that just, was horrible, man. I just don't know why. And this World Cup, a lot of the games, majority, two-thirds of the games are on while I'm at work. Yeah, so this is probably not going to be something that you're too pumped for. I'm only going to get one game a day. Majority of games are at... Uh, Afternoon, f- going into... There's a, the odd one at 10 a.m. Yeah, but it's like half the people are at school and stuff. Like The whole yeah. point of the World Cup being in the suburbs is like no one's... You know, for like, you know, younger exactly. people, they're not at college or school. and No, and then you've got majority of games are on at 4 and 7, so... I'll get the seven See o'clock the game, one, yeah. but I've I've just I don't know why. I think it's just because it's a Winter World Cup and it's right in the middle of the season. Just feels a bit like forced, really, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's. I don't feel like the like the Premier League doesn't feel like it's a way to shut down in the next two weeks. No, it just feels like it's just warming up. Yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm, I'm and I'm actually and I know you're going to be an opposite view because you're a Man United fan, but I'm absolutely sick that this Haaland thing has to stop for a month. Oh, because <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. But the thing this is, is the so thing is, fun though, to like, watch. If anything, it gives them an advantage, especially over like teams like Arsenal that have got all their players away at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Fucking Haaland gets a month and a half because the, the the football starts like a week after the World Cup final, so the oh, final is yeah. December eighteenth, mm-hmm. and then the next Boxing Premier League is Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. So Haaland against tired defenders who are going to have to play the amount of injuries. We're going to be fucked as well because we've got half a Japanese squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Rangers have got like nobody at the World Cup, mm. so it's gonna fuck us over. No, that will bother me. No, but like Japan like, might like get not seven one at home. <laughs> um, <So>, uh, <laughs> Clapping um, empty seats, but like uh, 
Japan will probably get knocked out at the group stage though, so at least they'll have like Um I don't know. Oh well yeah. Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. Yeah. So, so they'll be uh, back in time. They'll, they'll be fine. And you've got players like Rio Hotati who just looks shattered for the first yeah. minute that whistle goes. So it's not going to make a difference to him. Um, another outside shout for the World Cup. Um, and I, I call it every time. You you said the same about year ago. I'm going to go with Mexico. I always like to see Mexico do well in the World Cup. I remember it was at, uh, Chicharito. He scored in the World Cup, and his granddad had scored in the World Cup for Mexico years right? before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always remember Mexico with George Campos, the guy who used to make his own goalkeeper kits. Do you remember him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used to try and make them as wide as possible and yeah, stuff. And yeah, it's yeah. like, mate, you're just that stuff's just getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, wide and bright. Um, but they had the guy. Okoa, mm-hmm. um, he's a decent keeper as well. But yeah, I, I've always liked Mexico. I loved Rafael Marquez. I always thought he was. Hey, he was a Barcelona centre back, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. quality player. Like, I he, remember, like my first World Cup was the two thousand and six one. I, it should have been two thousand and two, yeah. really. But um, I think just because, like, <laughs> uh, I won't, I, I won't go there. I was about to say my, my dad wasn't around. That <laughs> makes it sound a bit more tragic than what it actually was. But like, I grew up all around like people that weren't interested in football so mm-hmm. like it came a bit later like you know usually when you're growing up like your dad or your mom or someone's into football were like none of my family yeah. were it was just something that I, like do you remember the game in that world cup and um, the battle of berlin it was germany versus italy Argentina. oh argentina uh, argentina mm. it was like 14 bookings in the game yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that and that was when fucking germany were just bitch slapping motherfuckers like yeah. it was going out of style was sure. that in 2010? No. It's 2006. Oh, that was the penalties one, wasn't it? Yeah. And Balak scored the winning penalty with like a torn hamstring or something. That's the Zidane World yeah. Cup with a headbutt. Yeah. Well, one of my favourite moments was when Italy beat Germany, just because it was like total Italy mm. tactics had been dominated the entire game. And then, was it Del Piero and Rosso? And Rosso or Grosso. something? Grosso. Yeah. Grosso scored two important goals in his life. And one was the equaliser in that game yeah. and the second one was the winning penalty wow yeah and he was never known as like a like no a big superstar like, yeah, or nothing yeah. like that but he was just known so as like Perlo Buffon and Del that was like a golden age for Italian football though god was, yeah yeah but it's a like, shame that they're not there this year because they've actually got like some we really can good. we can we've got a slightly different insight in Italian football just now and by fuck there's a golden age coming mm. for them just shortly um Piccoli, um, Ricci, Luca, Ravella, um, what's the guy? Boatang. Boatang, yeah. Boatang, that's fucking scary. Yeah. That guy, like Boa. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and they're going to be actually missed at the World Cup this yeah. year. Like, it just feels like they're a staple of the World Cup, yeah. you know. But Let's, I think they're they're up there with like Brazil and Germany for something. Like they they gone four or something. Uh, Brazil are the but Brazil and Germany five, are tied with five, aren't five they? Five each. Yeah, and then, and then Italy have got like four or three. They're the next one. And then it's Argentina. Argentina. Brazil. Uh, well, we've already said Brazil. And then Uruguay. like Uruguay and England have got one as well. Spain with one. Spain with one. That was probably my favorite one, the 2010 one, just because that Sp- like Spain team. Unbelievable. I was an un- I was a massive fan of David Villa. See, I watched them from Euro 2008 through to Euro 2012 yeah, yeah. for that four years and it was like the same kind of collective more or less yeah and I remember watching him just before the World Cup in the Confederations Cup playing Tahiti mm-hmm. it pumped him like fucking 12-0 yeah. or something like that but that Spain team was just 
unbelievable. Yeah, like Xavi Alonso, Xavi, Iniesta. And, and it's like they'll take someone off. But they'd have someone equally as good. Uh, they'd to come have on. someone either equally as good or better on the bench. Yeah, they'd be like, uh, so uh, Iniesta's coming off and David Silva's now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, this is ridiculous. Take, let's take David V off and we'll put Torres on. Yeah, and, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Who else did they, they had another striker, did they not? Uh, Lorente. The, the Lorente, and they also had Soldado at the time. <laughs> oh, God. You remember that guy? <laughs> Jesus. I've never seen a, more of a Tottenham player in my life. Um, but Sergio S- Ramos and PK. Spain have got probably the most. The the player I hate the most is fucking Negredo. God. The eye, uh, how, how come? Uh, no, not Negredo. What's the guy that plays? Uh, Morata. Oh, right. I fucking hate Morata. Like, he's mm. just like, he's got, had all these big money moves and he's just shit. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing special about him. He's not good. He's, he's, he's a decent finisher. Did you ever see, like, when he signed for Chelsea, like, um, so what, like, United had done on Mourinho is the, like, smoke screen that they were trying to sign Morata so that they could it caught catch Chelsea off guard and sign Lukaku because they wanted him and they thought if both came in he would go back to Chelsea. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously transpired he went back there anyway. But Morata was under the impression he was going to United so he dyed his hair red. And then obviously the, the Lukaku move happened. They were like, I by the way, Chelsea have agreed a deal for you. So that's why his head shaved when he signed for Chelsea because he could have turned up and be like, where's the party at? And his head's like Fuck's looking sake. like some kind of daft punk member. You know Jesus. what I mean? I'd just like to throw in there, um, I think Isaac's going to be signing of the season. Mm. Um, Good player, eh? Watching him the last couple of games and wow, fucking he's quality. Bruno Gimarias like. as well is a great player. They're just... See, if you'd looked at Newcastle two years ago and you look at them now... Think, but they're playing it smart, eh? They're not going, like, guns to the wall. They're not doing a city. Yeah, going yeah, buying yeah. Fucking 40... Adebayor, Tevez, and yeah. everyone that we can get our hands on. Well, type. they bought Santa Cruz, Tevez... And Adebayor all in the same and summer. And Bellamy. And Bellamy. Yeah, all at the same time. And Bellamy ended up being the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose Tevez like won a league with him or whatever, but he went and played. Fucking just done that. That nah, nah, was just they, they bought him just for that. That was like prime <laughs> band years of Arsenal, though, wasn't it? Like, and I don't know why like he hated them that bad because like they'd done nothing to him. Like they'd made him like a really big star in the Premier League. Goes to City, runs the whole length of the field to celebrate in front of them. Then plays for them and then against for, to- uh, plays for Tottenham against Van Persie's in that team. He's he like, stamped on Van Persie's hand, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck! It. I'm not going to do that to them." No, I, I remember. I, I remember like, every Arsenal fan that was my mate that year going, "Oh, you want to go to City? Isn't he like that?" <laughs> well, you were half right, yeah. Well, they fucking they took him, they took Nasri, they took Clichy, and it was just like a feeder club for City yeah. for a while. No, but it was when they thought Van Persie was going to City, they were so paranoid about that. It's like, oh, he wouldn't do that to us. He's different, but he didn't go there, did he? Anyway, we'll wrap up on yeah, that, man. Um, but good, uh, yeah. I'm. I feel like I've kind of grown more towards wanting to watch the World Cup as it's got closer. Like I said to you in the summer, I was kind of like... I'm not, I'm not too fussed on it. I, I'm I'm interested later stages once we start getting some of the meteor games. But um, this is, to me, probably going to be the last decent one because the next World Cup's a 48 team World Cup. Oh, yeah. Um, Where's the next one held? Uh, is it Mexico? Mexico, USA and Canada. Yeah. 26 cities. It's weird how they're kind of split. It's even with the Euros, right? They went around all of Europe mm. last time. Mm. And it's a 48 team, so... Which I suppose is kind of good because it's more accessible for people to actually go see a game, but... What is it? It's like 14 groups of three. Mm. Or, no, 16 groups of three. And it's like round robin. Yeah. 
strange. Uh, it's, it's anyway, a right. One, like, until next time. Yeah, November should be like the month of guests. We're gonna try and get a guest for like every week of November. So, till next time.